All right. Welcome back, everyone. This is our third episode of Sleeve It or Leave It. I have with me once again, Jason. Hello. We're going to go over Kang, the Conqueror. He was actually partner of Doctor Doom trying to get the Infinity Gauntlet. Or excuse me, no, he was actually not in Infinity War. He was in... uh, yeah, the, it was Infinity War, but he was trying to get those time cubes, those space cubes that uh, Adam Warlock's clone, his evil clone. It's always the evil twin. Exactly. He, he had an evil twin. Then he also had a, another twin that was like a female that was even worse, but that was an Infinity Crusade, but I digress. We wanted to learn a little bit more about Kang the Conqueror because everybody's interested. Who is Kang the Conqueror? You know, what, what's his story? First off, we're going to cover the history of Kang. His actual name is Nathaniel Richards, which for years and years and years, we never knew. And Nathaniel Richards is actually an heir to Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. So in a 1967 Fantastic Four comic book in which he traveled back in time, his spaceship was the Sphinx from Egypt. It's better to fly around in a Sphinx than a sphincter. (laughs) Exactly. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And... So the other other interesting thing about King was after he was defeated by the Fantastic Four, he bounced around a few other episodes as Ramatut, character known as the Beyonder, many of you might know, and he's like a supernatural being, kind of on the level of Thanos, like godlike powers. One of the powers King wanted was to be able to bring back his dead wife. And so the Beyonder says, I'll give you the power over life or death. I won't give you the power over both. Kang, he chose death so he could use it to kill the Avengers. I don't want a honeydew list. I'd much rather kill the <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> there were some interesting comics throughout the uh, the history of when he was Rama Tut. Uh, and even the last one I want to go over is there was a four-part apocalypse uh, origin story, a four-comic series. And that in that four-comic book series, we follow Apocalypse from being born because he's born a mutant. And actually, his tribesmen actually leave him out in the desert and to die or whatever. And then you see that uh, Apocalypse is picked up by a band of like roving warrior ninja type people like out in the desert and kind of like sand people. And they, that's where he gets this philosophy of survival of the fittest. But Kang goes back in time and you find out they kind of retcon the story of why he went back in time uh, to become Rama Tut. And you find out that the whole reason he did that is because he knows of Apocalypse, and Apocalypse is immortal and eternal. And so he tries to, instead of competing against Apocalypse, he went back in time as Rama Tut to try to capture Apocalypse as a child and try to raise him as as an heir and basically make him on his as his team and on his side, basically, which was an interesting story twist. And ultimately, he did end up failing. And Apocalypse would end up growing up with these ninjas, you know, and Ramatut never did find him. And then that's when it kind of goes into, you know, kind of you see that uh, the Fantastic Four beat him and sent him back to his own time. And so that's kind of an interesting history as Ramatut. But um, also he he did become king later on. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting that uh, he's like, well, since I got my butt kicked. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump super far into the future and pick up an advanced suit, battle suit, almost like Iron Man, if you will, but 
a little bit better. Uh, Iron Man's cool, but it's got nothing on the, some of this technology that he has. You know, I mean, of course, he can fly. He's got super strength. He can shoot the energy blasts. But that's kind of where the similarities end. Um, one of the things that he can do is he can control technology around him. Uh, he has basically like the ultimate survival suit. He's got 30 days of air, food, and water, which is kind of cool because, you know, that's one less thing to deal with, as Forrest Gump would say. And that's all right. Nah, he wouldn't actually say that. Does he take a grumpy in that suit? That's what I want to know. You know, I mean, if he's in battle and he or he's in outer space, how does he take a poo? Hmm inquiring minds want to know so after he gets this amazing suit which makes me wonder was this like a top of the line suit or was it like a third generation or a first generation like pos and is like well i can jump a thousand years into the past and this suit will pretty much decimate all but you know i don't think we're ever gonna find that out more than a thousand years in the past because that suit's like from the 39th century. So, yeah, that, uh, yeah, pretty much, uh, would decimate any technology from, from our, yeah, 20th not to century, mention he so. can control any technology you have. So, if Iron Man did go up against him, all of a sudden he's gonna start punching himself in the face. And then Kane will be like, Why are you punching yourself? Why are you punching yourself? And Tony will be like, Stop it. It's not nice. But I digress. I'm getting off topic now. So what he ended up doing is uh, going back into time and, and, you know, basically with the intent of conquering everything. And when he couldn't do it by himself, you know, spoiler alert, he ended up getting the Council of Kang, which is, I you know, I love myself, but I don't know if I'd want to be surrounded in a room of me, you know, that might be a little <laughs> too much, but you know, he took he went to different dimensions and times and, you know, uh, timelines and pulled in different iterations of himself to ha have them help him take over the universe. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but not all of them wanted to take over the, the universe. Right. Yeah, they, they crafted the Council of Kings and there was there were a Council of Kings and then there was a they had another iteration where. There was another council of kings that were like wanting to go against the other council the of vegans. Yeah, exactly. They're just like, yeah, you know what? We don't want to subscribe to your Kool-Aid, so we're going to make our own Kool-Aid. For those who have, haven't seen the uh, Loki TV series, spoiler alert again, you kind of get that information because Kang tells the two Lokis variants, uh, the one we've classically seen from the Avengers movie that got pulled out of their timeline. And then the that hottie. Loki Sylvie. Yeah. Uh, still weirds me out that uh, Loki fell in love with himself. It's like, I don't know why, but you're just amazed balls. Oh my God. I just love you. <laughs> like, whoa. So, uh, but honestly, like Kang was, you know, never, like I said, never one I've really followed. And honestly, I, I feel like MCU actually did this, just because of the fact that they were trying to create a a character that could manipulate timelines and they could you know successfully bring in some of the other franchises like the Fox X-Men was completely separate universe and then MCU had complete different universe for just the Avengers and you know all these other characters I think they are trying to 
bring in a character that can kind of alter the timeline. And I, I honestly, I think that my prediction for the MCU is that Kang is going to ultimately kind of reset the MCU universe. And then we'll see a whole new cast of characters recreated and make it where, okay, now the X-Men and the Avengers were side by side all the time instead of being two separate universes. And I, I wouldn't mind uh, seeing, uh, what's her name, uh, Jennifer Lawrence back as Mystique. So I mean, latex body paint, I'm a fan, I'm a fan. She go, screws it up by sitting there actually wearing clothing. I mean, I know in the comic book she wore clothing, but why screw up a good thing? She doesn't have the commitment that uh, Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Mm. So... At the end of these episodes, if for those who are unfamiliar, or if this is your first episode of the Sleeve It or Leave It, hopefully you've heard our first two episodes. Otherwise, I encourage you to go back and listen. The issues that we discussed, I keep saying issues. The, yeah, you had it right that time. I actually got it right. I was thinking I was set episodes again. So the actual issues that uh, we discussed, would you sleeve it or leave it? Well, sleeve it meaning sleeve it and put in a, like a, one of those plastic sleeves you put comic books in. Or would you leave it in the comic book store and not collect these particular issues? So in the this instance, I'm a very much a sleeve it, or excuse me, a leave it person for these comic books because I never really got into the Avengers comic books as much, and I did collect Avengers comics for some of the you know the actual big events that that happened in the '90s, but I I never really followed the King the Conqueror issues honestly, and it wasn't my my cup of tea so. To me, I would leave it except for the Apocalypse four-part episode. I said it again, episode. The Apocalypse four-part issues because I love Apocalypse and I love X-Men comic books and that was an interesting story. But I really feel like the Kang the Conqueror became the big bad only because they wanted to manipulate and change the universe. And so it's a perfect character for that, but I'm not a big fan of the character as a whole. So. Well, like the used jockstrap of the random guy at the gym, I would have to leave it. Same thing. When I saw the end of Loki and, you know, it was just this random guy popped up and they showed the council. I was like, who the hell is that? No idea. I never followed him as a character. The only reason I know as much as I did is honestly because i was doing research for this podcast i had no idea when you had reached out to me about you know this episode i was like uh okay yeah i mean it's cool that he's a time traveler and there's a lot that they can do with introducing a character that can do that kind of stuff and the potential is there but am i going to go back and read the comic books no i mean he came around at a time when comic books were still relatively young and they were coming up with some, you know, interesting, not so great storylines, some, you know, in ways. And it just, it, it doesn't interest my, it doesn't blow up my skirt, as it were. And so I'm going to have to say, leave it. For those that love King. Toodaloo.